Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, wonderful, delightfully cool and cool as person and cat alive Monica co-host. Hi. I really don't know what I just said there. I don't know. <laughs> I, it sounded a bit like kettle eye, and I'm like, what? what am I? What's going I, don't, I was on? calling you a cool cat, I think, and it's but pretty I weird didn't. thing to call the dog person. Well, maybe I was just bringing it back to some 1950s slang for you. What is 1950s slang? Cool cat. I don't know what <laughs> I should even say to that, but it's, sure, it's, just, it's a it's a compliment. You're a cool cat. Isn't there a song about cool cats or something? Oh, probably. There's always songs about everything. That is indeed true. Hi, Amanda, by the way. Let's Hi. <laughs> try to go back on whatever track we've been on before. I don't know. Our tracks are completely derailed. That's the only yeah, thing that I know. And also going into all, another crazy town. So whatever. We could stay on either road and it would still be pretty weird. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Tired, tired. But other than that, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm excited. Excited to dive into this week's episode. Yeah. One of our classics. Yeah, always good to get a little geek girl in the news. We all know my feelings about them. Yeah. You had to, they had to grow on you, but now you love them. It's great. No, I love them right from the beginning, but I was really disappointed that other people didn't love them. And then I said, screw other people. I love these episodes. Well, maybe. It's not always great to measure something by the amount of likes and listens something has, because who knows what it will be good for eventually. Exactly. So I I love Geek Girl in the News. Great. That's why we have one again for Yay. January. Yes, I mean, February. it's February now, but it's January news. So no, January it's February it's, news. No, it's oh, not. Fuck, man. It's February news. <laughs> Where is this year going? Why? <laughs> I'm like, it's February news, Monica. You're like, January, January, I'm going to sing a song about January. I was like, seriously, though, it's February news. We're talking about February news. Nope, January. It's all about January, February, Monica. Fucking February. Okay. February news, then. (laughs) Oh, wow. That went really bad. I'm sorry to everyone who's listening. But, yeah. But are there any, is there anything amazing going on in your part of the world right now our fence fell over is that amazing i don't know it just it happened and it scared that's countryside life i guess (laughs) yeah well it was storm fiona or something we i thought she was called sabina but maybe it's a different one already i don't know we're not down in s's we're still in the in the early part of the alphabet maybe you started all over again no why is it called why was ours called sabina then 
Maybe our, our system is entirely different. Maybe our system is different, but our system up here goes alphabetical and rolling it up to E or F. It must be F. I think we're Dorian, Edna, and Fiona now. Edna. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also had a pretty stormy night yesterday. Um, took away the roof of our garden hut, basically. It's not so cool, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It's all good. We'll get these things fixed. And in the meantime, I'm reading finally the last book of that Cassandra Clare series, The Mortal Instruments. <laughs> finally, because I couldn't find it last year before I went to Florida and then I couldn't find it in Florida. Um, so now I'm reading it. I thought for a second you were talking about the... Harley Quinn. Yeah. Har- Harley Quinn. Harley Merlin. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that one (laughs) that one no i really need to give that one a break for a while i can understand that i can totally understand that yeah it's nice to go back to a series that is a little bit better did you yeah yeah i mean it's good it's considerably better let's be honest (laughs) i don't know but you tell me that cool what about you i don't even know i'm too tired to proper know or remember what happened on the weekend Nothing fancy. Stayed up for too long yesterday, so that was pretty much it. We did a lot of recordings. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for all of that content to go out eventually. And Me other too. than that, I'm still knee deep in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> well, we don't need to talk about and get confused about Grey's Anatomy again this nope, week. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> no. Cool beans. So let's jump right into geek girl in the news we need a jingle for that i know we really do need a soundboard like that'd be cool yeah our first news article comes from eurogamer and was submitted to us by tom from three extra lives hi tom hi tom and the report is about how male dominated the uk games industry still is i don't think that that's a singularity though let's be honest no but the report was looking in the UK. Yeah. So we can. So if that's already <laughs> happening in the UK, then it's probably a bigger issue. Yeah. A whopping 70% of people who work in the UK games industry are men. 70%. Ooh. It's ridiculously higher than the national average in of like other jobs and employments. Um, it just like, just, just crazy. Um, yeah. The study was conducted by the University of Sheffield, so it's even a university study and not some random news from the sun or something. So it's actually a proper study that happened. And 3,200 people took part, so it's also a pretty, not too small of a um, test group. It's 20% of the test group, actually. It's pretty good. uh, 20% of the UK games industry in total. So, I mean... It's it's a pretty significant portion. Yeah. And it's not looking good for us girls. No. Women. 28% uh, who responded to the survey were women. 2% identified as non-binary. And 10% of the survey were uh, Black, Asian, and minority ethnic. So, which is actually slightly higher than the rest of the UK creative sector. So, I mean, that's something. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. 21% of all of the people were LGBTQ people. 
it's a lot higher than the UK average um, because it, 79% responded in the survey as being heterosexual in the games industry, whereas like in the UK job market, job industry, anywhere else, it's like 93 to 97% heterosexual. So like I think that there's a bit more diversity in terms of sexual orientation and race, just not so much for women. And I mean... We're still talking about pretty low numbers here, right? Like 10% black, Asian and minority people is... First of all, it's a big, big group to throw black, Asian and, and other ethnic minorities all in one bowl. <laughs> Welcome to the UK. Hey. Um, and that also makes the number sound nicer, right? Mm. That's how science works. Um, yeah. But it's not yeah. too great for us. Curly girls, peeps. Curly girls, I don't think any of us really identify Fee. as that, Monica. <laughs> and that's my sleep deprivation hitting hard here. <laughs> uh, what the results of the survey, though, while they have shown that, you know, women might not be as active in the games industry in the UK, they are encouraging more companies to recruit as fairly and widely as possible to educate employees to create more inclusive and welcoming places of work, Xbox in the UK was joining the project along with uh, EA, Facebook, Yagex, and King. So games companies that are based in the UK are like, hell yeah, we're going to get more women on board. This is a great initiative. And they are, they've launched a scheme called hashtag raise the game uh, in order to do it. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And hopefully really something that they're going to do and not something that they can put on their diversity flag. Yeah. Looking through the Raise the Game website, it's like a it's a pledge and mission to inspire diversity and inclusion in the games industry. And they're uh, looking to, yeah, just partner with some pretty big companies in the games industry to make some, some big changes. Nice. I think that yeah, I think we're definitely going to have to look into raise the game more and, um, you know, let's see if we can get some people on from raise the, raise the game to talk about it on Geek Caring. That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. So if you're a raise the game person and want to join us, reach out to us. And otherwise, we would just reach out to you. Yeah. That's excited. Yeah. Good plan. Good plan. Good plan. Our next report... News article comes from Frasley, from Frazzlecast, and it is about a new Twitter filter that deletes naked pictures from your messages. I really appreciate that, I have to say. This is a, I know, it's amazing. Like, this means that literally no unsolicited dick pics are going to be sliding into your DMs. Can I also have that on my feed, please? Because sometimes I don't know who I'm following, but sometimes I get unsolicited naked pictures on my feed and I'm like, well, what the fuck is this happening again? You must be following somebody who retweets or likes like porn accounts. So yeah. unfollow them. But I'm curious because we had drama happening with a person. So that's why I'm just curious what's going on. Oh, I see. <laughs> And then sometimes I see that. Then I always hide it. Then that works for a while. And then they come back. They just creep back up on me occasionally. Well, you are Austrian, Monica. We all know how you feel about your porn. True. Maybe that. Maybe that's the reason why I actually get to see them again. Yeah. Even though I told them <laughs> I, no. 
So this is a plugin for your browsers called SafetyM, and it actually blocks and deletes pictures of penises that are sent by direct message uh, for Twitter users. That is um, pretty amazing. It's very amazing. So the developer is called Kelsey Bressler, and she came up with the idea after she received an unwanted nude picture from a man. And sorry, just a side note, the fact that this article is on the BBC, and I just really love that the BBC is saying, like, unwanted nude picture from a man, <laughs> and dick pic, and, <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it just is bringing me a lot of delight that the BBC is reporting on dick pics. Where did they say dick pics? Um, because Kelsey was tweeting um, and asking the public for to oh, send her pictures of penises, and she said, "Quote: I am testing a filter that is under development, which will automatically detect dick pics in DMs and handle them on behalf of the user." And it, it just brings me delight that the BBC is reporting on this. I love though that in the text they use nicer words like um, I don't know, unwanted nude, unwanted nude male. Unwanted nude pictures from a man. Yeah. So Kelsey actually was soliciting men to send her dick pics um, to a Twitter handle called at show your dick. <laughs> um, and she says that she's testing a filter. It's under development uh, that will handle and delete dick pics on behalf of the user. Delete, delete and block. And she specified 18 plus consensual human dicks only, please. <laughs> And I, I'm really impressed by the amount of images she got. Which like 4,000 pictures were sent in. 4,000 pictures. 4,000 dudes gladly participated in the dick pic study. To <laughs> I mean, that one is definitely for the greater good now. <laughs> it really is for the greater good. I mean, we commend you, Kelsey, for not having to actually look at these 4,000 dick pics because your filter worked 99% of the time. And I just think it's it's amazing. So BuzzFeed News actually got hold of the software before it was released, and it's highly accurate when it came to blocking and deleting pictures of penises. But there is a lag time of several minutes, so if you're like the kind of person that checks your message requests as they come in, even with the filter, you might still be seeing some unwanted penises. So just just give your your message requests a few minutes to and clean up before you go in there. Probably a thing of further development of the app. So I guess with time, it will be quicker as well. Yeah. Every the software scans messages for pe for penises, um, but it doesn't actually read the message. So it's just like, whoop, dick pic, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pretty. You can't. How should the message, how should the app know if it's a solicited dick pic or an unsolicited dick pic? I mean, it's probably from like your message requests, um, like people that are sending you message requests as opposed to people that you've already been yeah, well, talking with. But well, maybe. I mean, people who you've already been talking with still send you unsolicited dick pics. That's true. I've found some... It's pretty interesting that this article comes up now because like yesterday or a few days ago, I saw this um, pretty hilarious image that um, basically said that someone got a dick pic, right? And then she was just messaging, oh, what did you send me here? I can't see that. Um, 
And then it's like, what, are you serious? And they're like, yeah, I have this app installed that immediately when I get something sent that is like like the dick pics or something, they will immediately report that to the nearest police office with name and everything. And what did you send me here? And they got super nervous because and I, f- I found the method of showing some idiot who is sending you unsolicited dick pics just amazing because they would never do that again. <laughs> No, <laughs> if they think that their uh, their penis with name and number and everything got immediately forwarded to the to the police officer and everything and uh, will be registered, I think people think twice if they think if they should send a penis to other I- people who don't want to see it. Exactly. I mean, like, yes, there are times and places that people might want to see your dick, but. They probably don't want to see it. Like, that's not how you say hello. Well, that's generally not a conversation that you want to have with someone who've just started to talk to, and especially not someone who you want to date. I mean, no. that no, not once in the w- human, I mean, that's probably wrong, but um, very unlikely is it going to happen that a woman is getting a dick pic and thinking, oh, that dick looks nice. I want to sit on it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's really not a pickup line I would use. No. Highly. And as um, Kelsey Bresler says, uh, she actually said to the BBC that you're not giving a woman a chance to consent. You're forcing the image on them. And that is never okay. Yep. Here, here. Here, here. Kelsey. Smart idea. Very smart idea. So we will link in the show notes to to this um, if we can. And we'll definitely be linking to Kelsey because she deserves a lot of recognition for this. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. I mean, the connection is not really here, but we're gonna, we want to praise the film industry. I mean, for a small steps because Positive reinforcement needs to happen to tell them, you're doing a great job, even though that 90% of the thing is not a great job. But when you do a great job, is at least something. Yeah. We're talking about the female gaze. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, I think I first heard about the female gaze probably sometime last year. It was, uh, it was something that I probably consciously subconsciously knew the difference but it wasn't something that i ever put a phrase to like a term to and it was when um the new harley quinn movie was being uh some images were coming out about harley quinn and how it it had been filmed for the female gaze or uh, rather than the male gaze which suicide squad had been filmed for the male gaze because the costuming for harley quinn in suicide squad was like quite revealing, quite slutty, like what the, the a man would typically want to see a woman wear. Um, whereas the new Harley Quinn Birds of Prey was filmed by women for women. And it was like what women wear when they want to have fun with their friends. And mm-hmm. like, it's what women would normally wear, not like what a man thinks a woman would wear. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of really opened my eyes to this whole female gaze. And it, you can really see the difference. <laughs> Yeah. And that also it makes a difference the more women are on the writing team and then on, on the development of a movie and the production of a movie and the direction of the movie. Um I think it definitely makes a difference to have more female 
like more females in all of these positions just because we know <laughs> how we are and how we live our lives and that we're not wearing thongs all the time and leather shoes up to our asses and that fighting is probably pretty uncomfortable when you're Harley Quinn and being super badass and uh, nothing but a bra and some hot pants though each of their own right so if you like it then go for it but that's not what women wear all the freaking time so by just being more aware of that and not having that image perpetuated all the time um it's just also some kind of proper representation of women in movies and and television and a lot of i mean not a lot but a few um series and movies pop up more and more where that's properly where that is actually happening like fleabag which you have still not seen but i have not seen <sighs> it's so amazing I'm sorry i will i it's on my list of things that i need to watch don't worry yeah. so where it's more from the view of women and for women. Yeah, this article that uh, that we found, it's also looking at a new French film actually called Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which uh, follows a painter who needs to create a portrait of a young noble woman um, in secret because the young noble woman does not want to sit for portraits as an act of rebellion against her forthcoming arranged marriage. And it's basically looking at this as a unmistakably female vantage point and with a feminist sensibility as opposed to like, oh, we're going to draw like a naked portrait of a lady um, and here's her tits and her ass and look, she's super curvy and oh, she's got to like lie like this and you know, those normal. You mean like Titanic? Like Titanic, <laughs> yeah. Like we're really thinking of that scene in Titanic, aren't we all? Um, <laughs> the way you described it, it was all I saw in my head. Yeah, also, that's all I was thinking like of. Yeah. One of your French girls is all that I heard. Exactly. <laughs> and now we are, we have a, me- a movie about drawing like a French girl. Um, but like an but everyday French a, girl. A feminist French girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this article says their relationship uh, between the painter Marianne and the uh, noble woman Heloise provides a blueprint for what the female gaze should do in filmmaking. It's simplistic to assume films by women will automatically be feminist or how it can counter the imbalance that it thought to corrupt the male gaze. So it's more of an equal power relation between the person depicted and the person depicting, which is kind of a feminist gesture. Sometimes I wonder, I mean, things that should be so normal are already an act of rebellion and already called feminist. And I'm like, seriously, just because we picture each other like we are in real life is already a feminist gesture. Exactly. It's like, no, this is actually just how women live their lives. Yeah. How dare we portray that to a big it's, public? <gasps> I know. It's awful. So a few other like uh, films that I've loved, obviously Captain Marvel is definitely female gaze focused. And I love that. I feel, I can't stress enough. Yeah, felt different. You just feel the difference when you watch the movie as a woman, and I think that's something. And we talked about it in our Captain Marvel episode that sometimes I think that's that passes guys along the way. Like they see the movie and it's like, yeah, whatever. But you, as a woman, you sit in there and you're like, yeah, that's what I've never seen before, and the first time in my life I see that and I feel it because that's how. 
we feel all the time and it's just it just makes such a difference it does i like the way that this article concludes and it says uh the best depictions of women's bodies are not really about bodies at all but the experiences and emotions attached to them mm. um i just it's true <laughs> Yeah, I think we need to step away from the feeling that women are just the bodies and nothing more. And I feel there yeah. are a lot of series who try to do that. And they also mentioned sex education in that article, which is just a, that's not something that we could have seen like 10 years ago, five years ago, even um, mm -hmm. that could have been properly made. Whereas this time you see, there are so many variations of everything. And well, in this one, it's sex education. And I think... If I rem if I think back to my sex ed in school, <laughs> everybody should just watch that one. I think that would be that would be way better to educate children on sexuality and what's possible and what's what's all right and what's not all right mm -hmm. than every bio biology teacher standing there and showing you a banana and a condom. I didn't even get that. So oh, I got that from. A very, very weird biology teacher. <laughs> and one had to try it and the others just looked at it and were like, what the fuck? She had to do it in front of everyone. That's so weird. Yeah, it was super <laughs> weird. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, very, very much on board for the the new wave of filmmaking. Yes. Um, We love the female gaze. Yes. Even though maybe your most beloved series... Right now, it's probably not very female gaze. I mean, it's made for females to gaze. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm definitely not talking about The Witcher. Well, I do. No, you definitely are talking about yeah. The Witcher. You just said you're not. And I'm like, no, but we are. I know. it's It was um, irony that was lost on you just now. <laughs> <laughs> so as we, I don't know if you mentioned it, but The Witcher obviously got us another season. Whoop, which everybody's super excited about and even though it doesn't come out until 2021 and that's like total sad face <sighs> that's ultimate sad face but like bad reminder to game of thrones days mm, or walking dead also had i think quite the break in between too long mm -hmm. felt too long everything feels everything feels too long when it's more yeah than i think that's away. probably yeah. when i couldn't get back into walking dead because i was like i don't even know what the fuck's going on yeah anymore. yeah story of, story of my life so yeah they started to um started the production of season two and they cast seven new roles seven, seven new, new roles, roles is crazy it's and awesome i mean i'm on board <laughs> So Netflix mentioned in a press release that um, the new cast includes a few people that I'm not sure if I need to uh, mention all, mention them all. But the they all sound very northern, to be very honest. Like there's no one in there that you would have heard from. I mean, the movies that they played in were once that you could know like christopher heaview is from game of thrones but i don't right know right now who that person even was what that's torbjorn that's like oh my favorite one my your favorite guy oh Ginger guy with the beard oh from, yeah i love that North one. oh my like... god now i'm excited <laughs> i don't know i was thinking is it that one but then i thought he had yes. a totally different name oh fuck yeah then <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. But honestly, like, I don't really know any of the other actors. Um, Yasin Atour from Young Wallander, um, Agnes Bjorn, uh, Paul Boulian from Peaky Blinders. Like, yeah. I, I'm not really sure who any of these people are, which I think is why The Witcher is appealing because it has a lot of not super well-known um, actors. I don't know. And I mean, but that's what they did with Game of Thrones as well, right? So they, they weren't all super famous people that were playing in the series. And here it's really only Henry Cavill. Is it right now? You did a good job. I did it right. Um, did it who right. people know. So I don't know. Yeah. So most of these characters are going to be fellow witchers that are going to hang out in a witcher con- uh, compound where Geralt takes Ciri. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting look at that and then we have a storyline that's going to be starring uh christopher if you um uh, tormund from game of thrones and this uh storyline is actually a bit of a darker tale um from the original book the last wish it's one of the only short stories that wasn't put into series one and He's playing a man cursed into a beast-like form after he sexually assaults a priestess under peer pressure. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> there's so shit. much there. It's really good. It's really going to be deep. And honestly, like, I think that in season one of The Witcher, they did a good job of kind of addressing a lot of issues. Mm. Um, and maybe they've left this one because it's a bit more because it's about, like, sexual assault. Uh, so they wanted to like, kind of gauge the audience, I guess, on how mm-hmm. they're dealing with like bigger issues and then putting in the rape one in season two. Like, so I, I think that they're going to do a good job. I really hope they do. Yeah. Um, and by addressing it mm, respectfully and. I don't know and, how I find yeah. the fact that apparently Torment is going to be a not so great guy. Yeah. Super sad face right now. But I'm curious yeah, how they're going to do am, all of that. Yeah, I can't wait um, for season two. And I know I've got a long time to wait. So I really do just need to watch season one again. Yeah, do you have enough time until that happens? Oh, I've, I can probably watch it at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> at least twice. At least twice. Um, now, this article from the Mary Sue says that uh, there's only one role that hasn't been announced yet for season two, and it's the role of uh, Geralt's mentor, who is the Witcher Vesemir, and that genuinely leaves the thought that it's probably going to be somebody from like a, a more well-known actor um, who's going to get their own press release and be like, Bam, here's Geralt's mentor. You guys know him as. Um, So we're taking bets on who that's going to be. Mary Sue says Mark Hamill. Mark? Really? Yeah, that's what they're saying. I don't know. I Um, don't know. I can't imagine Mark Hamill in that role. I can't either. So if it were somebody, who would you pick? Hmm. Sean Connery. Sorry, that just came into my head. Just all of a sudden. Um, I'm trying to think who I would who I would put in like a witcher mentor role, because obviously they're gonna be I mean, they can't be lethal and still not very movable any like you know what I mean. Hmm. What about like Liam Neeson? <laughs> Another Jedi. <laughs> or 
I didn't even remember that he was in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay, picture this. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can take that serious then, though. Nah. But it'd be fun. But The Witcher is not fun. That's true. I mean, it's fun in its own way, but it's not ha-ha hilarious. That's true. I find That's it true. very funny when Gerald is all, fuck. <laughs> don't the, we all amuses me a lot but other than yeah. that yeah. yeah looking forward we do to have it. some good news good news for me we're gonna have a more linear storyline <laughs> <laughs> i mean now that we know that the storyline is all fucked up maybe that makes a general difference yeah, well, they've they've quoted um, that it's going to explore Fringilla's past, uh, explore the Nilfgaardians um, as more than just a villain, have a more linear storyline, and drop tidbits of Witcher lore, and have more queer representation. Nice! So, I mean, we all know, like, we already super love season one, and now it's like, uh, season two sounds like it's going to be even better that's amazing. Did we have queer representation in the first season? Like I say, I really need to watch it. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Super. You can't to, take out like, words for granted We're, right now. It's already like three or four weeks ago that we watched it. Maybe more. And yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been over two months since I yeah. watched it. So see. Well, it, yeah. So yeah. Witcher. Woohoo. Witcher. Woohoo. And my conclusion. <laughs> with our final. I wanted to drum roll again, but then I stopped myself right there. Yeah, for the best. Do you know what? <laughs> well, my what? Voice... <laughs> that was so low I couldn't even get it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your our voice acting is so bad, man. Ha 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 ha! Wow, that was the <laughs> worst of all times. Um, that was terrible voice acting, but I like that you got segued there into Batman. Right? It was still super bad, though. Anyway, there are new pictures out, or, like, first pictures out of the new Batman. Or as maybe we should start calling him Pattinson. Because it's... I don't know if I... Batman is Robert Pattinson. (laughs) So, I I can get on board with it. I like a good uh, wordplay. I don't know. But, yeah. Okay. We we saw a little camera test. Um... From the bat suit with Pattinson in it. I don't know. I don't like this. Robat. Pattinson. Robat. Okay, I could get on board with that. <laughs> well, no, let's let's just call him by his proper name. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. In his Ro- bat suit. Pattinson. <laughs> All going very confusing right now. We're not drunk, I swear. <laughs> We're just drunk Wish- on little sleep. Yep. Um, so the... The music in the video for the camera test is like pretty epic and I'm listening to it now and I'm kind of distracted. I feel like I'm ready to save the world or something. <laughs> like <laughs> um yeah, it's a kind of pretty cool reveal, like little reveal of what Battinson looks like in the bat suit. Battinson. I Was mean I yelling because that got really loud in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite notice that, no. Okay, that's good. I just wanted to make sure, you know, because you never know. Um, what I find pretty weird, though, is that his his suit at the ha- at the head around looks like more of a, you know, these old school face masks 
that you put on like on 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 in Venice and stuff it kind of reminded me a bit like this so I don't like know carnival mask yeah so I don't know if that's just mainly I mean they're probably gonna CGI the shit out of that afterwards anyway yeah and the ears are very pointy that is true like really pointy um and I don't know like I think that maybe it looks fine uh it's definitely a new take on Batman that's gonna and there are a few pictures also of the stuntman i'm pretty sure that's 90 percent the stuntman in the new suit um yeah i don't know it has really pointy ears and it's a bit like a hockey thing it looks a bit like a hockey cost like oh yeah like a hockey yeah yeah what you wear to play ice hockey yeah it reminds me of something that you'd see patched together and like your playing an rpg when you're kind of mid-level like you haven't quite reached your your good outfit yet but you don't look as shit as you do when you first start out yeah or it reminds me a bit of skater outfit and i have mm. every levine singing in my head right now i'm just a <laughs> skater boy i said see you later boy. anyway um too much singing this episode i'm sorry what I found pretty amazing. I like it. <laughs> there are a few tweets as well in the in this article. And one, Brandy Jensen said, Robin Pattinson is going to take the Batman money and go make the weirdest movie movies we've ever seen. His next project will be the first erotic thriller in Esperanto or some shit. God bless him. <laughs> Honestly, like, yes. I um, find I'm that- on board. <laughs> I find that very realistic as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we all know he's super weird, um, and isn't that really why we all love him so much? I don't know if I love him so much, but yeah, he is super weird. Super weird, and just, yeah, I he, he's weird. I like how weird he is, and that he just doesn't give a shit. It's like this new wave of Hollywood people that really don't give a shit, and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear me out, Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen as Batman. <laughs> I like the combination. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna see more of that, I guess. Hopefully yeah. it's going to be good. I still I'm still very undecided. Yeah, well, I don't know. The Mary Sue says that uh when they were looking at this at the clips from from this and the, the pictures that he, they got like teenage dirtbag um kind of vibes from it you know that song and like I'm i got the teenage dirtbag baby that's the one and while i don't necessarily have that song in my head i do think that the images that are out so far are like really dirty and i'm like oh is like not dirty as in like hey baby want to see my dick <laughs> but dirty as in like hey baby i just rolled in the mud <laughs> like he looks really grungy kind of like he's had a hard life is yeah like he doesn't look like the billionaire bruce wayne that we've always forever known i mean but it's basically all the images we see are images from a graveyard and him in rain on a motorcycle so yeah who knows who knows i'm curious how they're gonna swing it anyway i still can't imagine pattinson being old playboy even as a because i mean i know that for bruce wayne it's also just a facade and everything but like huh 
I don't know. I don't know. I still, I'm still very undecided, but I'm definitely gonna go and watch the movie when it comes out. Same, same. Cool. So that's it. That's that's good going the news this week. Yep. Yeah, that's it for the week. I mean, February um, is a short month, right? Yeah, short month. So a short episode. Yeah. Uh, we would love to know what you think about this. Uh, any of these stories and you can hang out in discord talk about them because that's where loads of our stories come from uh you can join us ericicaring.com forward slash discord and you know because we haven't asked for this in a long time listeners we would really love if you hopped over to apple Podcasts and gave us a review um we've been doing this for over a year year and a half now and we only have like four or five reviews so we would really really love if you would just take two minutes out of your day and just just give us a, re- a review let us know that you actually love it because we have regular listeners we know you're there we've heard you we we <laughs> see you um so yeah just two minutes we'll put that link directly in the show notes all you need to do is like click on it and leave us a review and if you're in the app already just scroll a bit further down it's somewhere there and then yeah. just say they're amazing or they suck whatever you want to rate us with i mean like please don't have- say that we suck I mean, we would appreciate it if you liked us and if you gave us a positive review because we love you and we're here for you. But yeah. Yeah. So thanks. Don't make us cry. That's our humble request for (laughs) the first week here in March. (laughs) Thanks so much. And see you again next week. Amazing. Amazing. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.